FYI, this podcast contains spoilers. everybody, welcome to episode 208 of the podcast that goes snicked. Snicked. We're your host, Jason and Denise Venable, and we have a bonus episode. It's Monsters Unleashed. Ooh. Ah. I wouldn't go that far. No, oh, okay. <laughs> a bridge too far. Um, an ooh too far. An ooh too far. Ooh, too far. It sounds like a Star Wars character. <laughs> that will be Ollie's <laughs> Star Wars character name. Yes. Ooh, too far. Ollie? Yeah. Ooh, too far. Yeah, so we're going to talk about this week. Uh, Monsters Unleashed number one came out. So we'll hit that, and then we'll also give you a quick IVX update. What was the song we came up for that? I don't think we did. Oh. It was terrible. Everything we tried was terrible. No, we, we And I thought of nothing in the interim. We we kinda had one. We just needed to work the kinks out of it. Did we? Yeah. What I don't was know. it? I don't know. Oh. I think we should just do the Mortal Kombat movie. Or music, I mean. Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Actually, I think I'm doing a different song. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't sound anything uh, familiar. Let's, uh, let's uh, YouTube that business real fast. <laughs> Mortal Kombat! <laughs> I don't know. It's some crappy 90s techno. techno. Yeah. Um, let's see. Mortal Kombat theme song. Okay. Original. Ad. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, YouTube. Thanks, YouTube. Uh-huh. There's a train. A train company. Skip ad. Here we go. Is this the right one? Yeah, yes. here you go. <laughs> Finish him. Yeah, that's that part. That little. Dun, 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 I can see the guy dun, playing his Casio now. <laughs> I could run to this. You probably could. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> oh, I was sitting there going, foot strike, foot strike, foot strike. <laughs> We're not even to IVX yet. We gotta do Monsters Unleashed first. Oh. Calling What's all the, the monsters. <laughs> Goodness. I was thinking yeah. more like Monsters Inc. theme song. Uh, what about uh, Monsters Unleashed? Yes, they're now unleashed. Monsters Unleashed. We took them off the leash. <laughs> wow. What's the other monster song? Other monster song? Not the Disney one. Um, the Monster Mesh. That's what I was just doing. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. It didn't sound like the Monster Mash. It sounded exactly like the Monster Mash. Where's my phone? I have a Halloween playlist for like our Halloween party. It's okay. We're and it has tons of monster songs. Yes. Oh, what's that, Ray? Oh, Rihanna. Rihanna? Yeah, she has a monster, has a monster song. monster song? Yeah, yeah, it's like... I don't know. Hang on. Don't say anything. I have to think about this. I have to sing it in my head. Silence. I'm friends with the monster under my bed. Da 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 da. Dead voices in my head. I've never heard that song. <laughs> Hang on. No, I believe you. I've just never heard it. I don't need to hear it. I don't feel like I'm missing a damn thing. No, I really don't. Is it on your Spotify playlist? <laughs> yeah, it's on our Halloween. Oh, so I even ashamed. put it on my running playlist because it has such a good beat to it. This is me hanging my head in shame. <laughs> Why? 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 Because I can... Yes, Ethan. Go to bed. We're podcasting. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> 
out of bed. Ethan came down to school me on crappy pop music. <laughs> oh, then there's the monster by Eminem. Again, crap. <laughs> Hang on. Don't I'm gonna find this. No, we're not. We're gonna talk yes. about comics. No. You're, you're wasting I'm, I'm time. I'm gonna this, find this. I want <laughs> How do you spell <laughs> I don't know how to spell Rihanna? Alright, well anyway, Monsters no, Unleashed number one came out. Find this. Now, I didn't realize I knew that Marvel had I knew Alright. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Turn it off when we get soon. Oh, I can't stop it. Oh my gosh. Again, I was missing nothing. But it has a good like Does it left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right. Run, 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 run. Tempo, 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 tempo. I cannot base my musical taste on exercise, sorry. <laughs> anyway, so I knew that Marvel was doing this Monsters Unleashed as kind of a throwback because they used to have a bunch of old monster comics like back in the day. Like back before kind of superheroes were all the rage and even Like the, the Blob. Yeah, or stuff like that. I didn't realize that that magazine was actually called Monsters Unleashed. Oh. So okay. it's not only a throwback in style and content, but a throwback to the title as well. But anyway, this is Monsters Unleashed number one. Um, it is written by Colin Bunn, penciled by Steve McNiven, inked by Jay Shh, listen, colors by David Curiel, and letters by VCs Travis Lanham. What? Yeah. His name does not... Well, there's lots of VCs. VCs a company that I does. I know, it, yeah. but I was trying to find something cool with the next VCs, so that way, you know, it doesn't uh, look like I'm playing favorites with Corey Pettit. Which you are. Um. Anyway, the cover is by Steve McNiven with Jay Shh, listen, and David Curiel. I do not have that cover, but it looked pretty cool. I bought my shop still had some of the variants left, so I bought the Franco Francovia cover, which features a one-eyed monstrum. The Dweller and the Black Swamp. Yeah, your cover's a whole lot cooler than mine. It's really awesome. And that's because Frank Avia is a badass. He does his own colors and everything. This is, this is a fantastic. I enjoyed that cover way more than the one that was on the iPad. Yeah. I mean, the one by McNiven was fine. And there were some other variants as well. Uh, Jeff Darrow did one. Steve McNiven did an alternate cover. Ken Namura and Mike Magnola also did one. Um... Well, this was my favorite. I got the one I wanted, and I was happy that my shop still had it. So, way to go, Awesome Comics in Dallas, Texas. Nice. Everyone should go there if you're able. Shameless plug. Yeah. And they do subscriptions, so if you, you know, if you live somewhere where it's hard to get to a comic shop, you can try them as well. Oh, they mail it to them? I think so. If nice. I remember, right? I, I mean, I never did it, so I don't know for sure how it works. We but. should have ours mailed to us. Oh, I don't want to get them late. Oh, Okay. Um, but yeah, so anyway, it's a big swamp monster with one eye coming out of the swamp. There's a little guy in the swamp boat with a gun. He's got a little Indiana Jones fedora and a, a little life jacket on. Not a life jacket, like a fishing jacket. And the colors, it's all like greens and browns. It's really, really great. It reminds me it of something like, like from the blob. Yeah, it does. It looks like an old like monster movie poster. Yeah. It's fantastic. So anyway... Uh, basically in this book, we start off with a pencil and paper and then some meteors. And when the meteors land, <gasps> they turn into the monster from Stranger Things, <laughs> but giant size. Now that's our first monster. It looks very much like the, if you haven't seen Stranger Things, A, watch it. Yeah. I mean, it's on Netflix. It's practically free. <laughs> Get the 30 day subscription free yeah. and then binge. Yeah. It's great. Plus all the Marvel stuff. I mean, come on. Yeah. Anyway, this thing has like the head that opens up and the, like the flower petal, but this one shoots fire and it's wrecking havoc and the Avengers show up. This is the uh, team led by Sam Wilson. So we have Captain America, Spider-Man, Vision, Thor, Wasp, and Hercules. 
Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I didn't realize that Hercules had a nice big old metal cod piece. But I do love his belt buckle. It's like a big old gold Flatter. lion head. It's great. Um, I'm so going to anyway, get you one for your birthday. Yeah, I would appreciate that. With the cod piece? With the cod piece, <laughs> yes. So anyway, they fight the monster. Um, you know, lots of fighty fight. Uh, some more monsters show up. There's a, a nice ugly one and another nice ugly one. And the more one fighting. The two heads look like it'd be friendly. Like it just wants to lick you. It's hissing. No, it's it's like Max. You uh, know, okay. when Max wants to lick you. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Anyway, there's, a, there's some nods to what's going on in the current Avengers book. Wasp hates Spider-Man. Uh, Hercules is Hercules. Um, so basically they decide that Hercules and Thor need to take the monster on and the rest of the Avengers will work on the civilians. Yeah, teamwork. Teamwork. But then we find out this is a global phenomenon. Monsters landing everywhere. Like for Yeah. For example, London. Where we find the X-Men. Yeah, the extraordinary X-Men team, which will soon be defunct. Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, because Jean Grey's in it. Oh, oh yeah. And plus, we know that we know the new the X books are all um, shifting around, coming up soon. But anyway, we have Storm, Nightcrawler, Iceman, Jean Grey, and Old Man Logan, and they're fighting a monster that's shooting little uh, lava boogers. <laughs> um, <laughs> you said it, not me. Yeah. So anyway, we get a TK fastball special as. Jean Grey throws old man Logan. Um, and Storm's like, oh, I've had enough. We're going to fry this monster with some lightning. So then we go to the Golden City in Wakanda where the Black Panthers are fighting a giant version of... Uh, remember that kind of weird monster in uh, Avatar? The one that charged oh, uh, yeah. the guy when he first got lost or separated? Yeah, and they're like, he's friendly. Leave him alone. Right. He like he he's walking around. He's touching all those uh, mushroom things that like when you touch them they shrink down. Yeah. And he touches them all and they all shrink and there's this giant like monster, almost like a hammerhead rhinoceros. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this this is pretty much the same monster. Um, and Black Panther and uh, Shuri are fighting them. That's cool. Then we go to Seattle, Washington, where uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy are fighting another monster. Um, I do not like the way Groot is drawn here. Is this a, an intentional thing or? Yeah, this is, you know, the new Groot, which I really miss the previous black. The pre-Black Mirror Groot was much better. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we have Star-Lord Groot, Rocket Raccoon, Gamora, and Drax. I love that Rocket is making fun of the Space Needle. Right. He's like, Space Needle. It needs to be a little bit taller. Um and the Space Needle says, it says, I wish I was a little bit taller. Wish I was a baller. But I'm falling. <laughs> <laughs> wish I had another tower that looked good. I would call her. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the and Toronto. you talk about me? Yeah, I talk about you. Uh-huh. Um, anyways, they fight the monster. Drax cuts it with his swords. Rocket does rocket stuff. Then we go to Venice, Italy, where we have the Inhumans. Crystal, Medusa, Karnak, Inferno, and Human Torch. Fighting a giant multi-headed purple monster. And uh, they're not Which having... Which also kind of looks like something from Stranger Things. A little bit, yeah. Um, it's impervious to fire. And Karnak, whose power is to find the weakness in everything, is like, oh, there's too much going on here. <laughs> Which, I'm not a huge Inhuman fan, but that was kind of lame. Then we go to New York City where Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur are going to figure out the science behind what's going on. Mm, but yeah. there's no science. Well, well, we'll see. Then we see in Boston, Massachusetts, a shadowy figure looking at some ancient test, not test, text. text. <laughs> yeah. Um, she grabs some stuff, some guns and some scrolls and whatever, and she's going to go figure out what's going on. And Springfield, Missouri, we have a kid drawing, and he's drawing a bunch of monsters. Hmm. And on the news, everyone's talking about the monsters. Hmm. And his mom yells from downstairs, look out for the monsters. Actually, she tells him if it's scaring him, he should come downstairs. Yeah. 
He's then, like, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> so then we go to L.A., and we have the champions. We have Nova, Spider-Man, Miss Marvel, New Vision, and I'm sorry, Viv Vision, Hulk, and Young Cyclops. Well, I guess he's the only Cyclops now. <laughs> um, and they're fighting a giant eyeball thing. Hmm. And um, Hulk decides to poke it. Yeah, they argue whether it's a kaiju or not. Miss Marvel's like, that's pretentious. And Nova's like, it's American. It can't be a kaiju. And a kaiju is a giant Japanese monster. Okay. That attacks Tokyo <laughs> over and over. Um, so anyway, uh, the champions act all championesque, which that's been a really fun book if you haven't been reading it. Um, and they take care of the monster. And then we find out who the shadowy figure was. She's in Peru now and it's Elsa Bloodstone. Her family is, are just kind of like the supernatural guardians in the Marvel Universe. That steals from the Indiana Jones movie. Very much so. This scene is super like Temple of Doom. Um, oh, I was thinking uh, I'm sorry, Last Crusade. I, actually, I meant Raiders of the Lost Ark. The temple from the beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark. But Last Crusade also works. Yeah, because it has the little the, buzz saws. Yeah. And then the floor that falls if you don't True. do it. Yeah, and, and the, the spears. spears. You're right. It's, it's Last Crusade. Mm-hmm. She's not looking for a monster. She's looking for the Holy Grail. Yep. The Holy Grail of monsters. The Holy Grail. Um, but she gets through all the things and she finds an old cave painting of an old monster. And she talks about how there's all these different apocalypses and who can blame the humans for losing track of one or the other. Um, but she sees a person calling the monsters, ruling the beast. <gasps> He has like, well, it looks like a big bear claw that he holds over his head. A crowning bear claw. Yeah, and she pulls out an old drawing of parchment, and it's just a drawing of a monster, but in the corner is the same little, like, Aztec bear claw looking thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And so she's like, hmm, things Hmm. to make go, hmm. Wow. We go back to Missouri, the kid's watching the news, and his mom tells him to stay inside, but he runs outside sees the comments. Turns out he has a monster on his shirt. I like the way McNiven draws his drawings. It makes him look like old uh, Jack Kirby monsters. Yeah. Um, anyway, his, he's K. Kawade, maybe? I don't know if I'm saying that right. But he gets pulled aside by Fing Fang Foom, who says, whatever it is you think you're doing, and no matter what you hope to accomplish by summoning us, you are playing a dangerous game. And we see that all the monsters that are right here are on his notebook. So somehow his drawings are like calling all the monsters. (laughs) It's his telephone. (laughs) Calling all the monsters, monsters. Um, Yeah, so anyway, uh, that is Monsters Unleashed number one. What did you think of the art? It was okay. Really? Magnum is a great, great, great artist. I... Okay, let me back up. I enjoyed it, but there is so much going on. Yeah, oh yeah. It's a busy, busy book. It was just hard for me to follow, like to get into the drawing because there was so much going on. And to be honest, by the time I got to the Indiana Jones scene, I was like, really? (laughs) Are we just going to steal from like a bunch of movies? I think think it was more an homage. Mm. Then they should have dressed her like Indiana Jones. (laughs) Maybe so. Maybe Instead so. of dressing her like um, Tomb Raider. Eh, kind of. I think she's more dressed like herself, but what do you know? Um, yeah, I enjoyed the art. I thought the monsters looked pretty cool. The heroes looked great. I mean, it's McNiven, so I'm going to be a fan. Um, what do you think of the story? I don't like it. Why don't I'll be you perfectly like it? honest. Why don't you like it? Because I feel like we've seen this before. How so? Like, what are you referring to specifically? Wasn't there a kid who, like, he didn't draw the the monsters, but if he thought of it, didn't it just appear? Oh, possibly. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm not going to purport that this is the super original power this kid has. Or, You know, I actually thought, because when Elsa Bloodstone was first talking in the shadows, she talked about... Um, Centuries ago, blood-dipped pens scrawled divinations on parchment pages. 
And I thought there was going to be that, like, he was maybe drawing these pictures, like, in some kind of like blood. Oh. Like, I thought that was going to be foreshadowing, but it doesn't appear so. It appears to just be Pencil. a power that whatever he draws kind of comes to life or whatever. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I, I guess I was hoping, and maybe that was the problem. I went into this thinking, oh, wow. So this kid's going to have like a super original power. Oh. Uh, see, I wasn't thinking we'd get a real, anything real original. I was just hoping we'd get something fun. Well, I'm wondering now if he's not drawing the monsters, but he's trying to find a way to fight them by calling the monsters like Fing Fang Foom that we already know about. Oh. You don't think he's drawing the monsters that are... The Avengers are, are fighting? from this guy? Oh, no. Um, we don't really see when we we see the close up of the pencil. We can't really see what he's drawn. So let's let me, let's scan through. The only one place. that I there was a correlation was it looked like he was drawing an drawing an eyeball, and then the giant eyeball appeared that they were attacking. Yeah, but I'm but wondering the monsters on the table. But see, the only thing that was he's signing it with this little Aztec thingy. Oh, he is. Oh, but maybe the Aztec symbol is these monsters help... Help defend the Earth? Yeah. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I feel like that's the twist, and if that's the case, then it's a hair too obvious. Maybe so. But the eyeball, I mean, he draws it literally the panel before the eyeball shows up. Yeah, but I'm wondering if that's... almost the same perspective. Yeah, but I'm wondering if that's... a th- Like a... Kind of throw us off the scent. Yeah, yeah. Like he's real. It's the eyeball to something else. Well, I mean, because if you look if, in his book, he drew Fing Fang Foom and like all the monsters he's talking right. and to. And they came to him and didn't fall out of the sky necessarily. And his, those drawings don't have the little mark. True. Interesting. Now, what could have been interesting is if we had the monster from the cover. Like that could be a red herring. Because he was drawing an eyeball. We see the giant eyeball, but then another like one-eyed monster shows up. So we right. weren't seeing the whole drawing. Right. And that'd be one option. But I don't know. We'll see. It's an interesting theory. You know me. I like to try to throw things off. Yeah. So um, anyway, um, I did appreciate the fact that all our heroes were fighting giant monsters instead of each other. Yeah, I like that. That was fun. And... If you want to hear kind of more on that topic, uh, Dan and Matt from the Inner Comics Podcast talked about this issue a lot as well on their last episode. So you can go listen to that. Um, they talked quite a bit about kind of what they thought about this issue. Um, I think they both probably liked it a little bit more than we did. But that's neither good nor bad. Did they have similar theories? I know. I don't think they really talked about that. They, they just really talked about, they both thought it was really fun. And I think they, they're both kind of like me. They're just kind of sick of heroes fighting each other. And we're just glad to see Teamwork. everyone united just fighting bad things. <laughs> yeah, I will say. Hero- I, am I think tired. the phrase, and I don't remember if Matt or Dan said this, so I apologize, whoever I don't quote correctly. But on one of them said, it's just heroes being heroes finally. And yeah. that, that, was, that was pretty cool. That said... Um, we're going to give it a low rating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to give it a low rating, but I wasn't super into it. I wasn't either. Um, it didn't suck me in. Uh, it wasn't bad. There's was nothing wrong with it. I just, you know, okay, here's some monsters. Here's some people fighting. Um, I guess I just kind of wish, you know, we had the Avengers and then the X-Men and then... There was constantly a group, the Guardians of the Galaxy. The, right. And I get that they were trying to say that it was a global event. Right. But I kind of wish we didn't see so many groups kind of complaining about the same thing. Yeah. Well, I think I think some of that is this is this is definitely kind of a setup issue. Right. And so I think some of it is we're just kind of setting the scene and we're showing who all is going to be involved in the series. Gotcha. Um, so I think there's definitely some of that. I mean... You you get all, a little bit of that always with um, you know first issues of miniseries usually, um, but yeah. All right. Well, what else you want to say about this? That's it. All right. 
Well, what are you going to grade, Monsters Unleashed number one? I'm going to give it three out of six. Three out of six? Okay, I'm kind of... Kind of, yeah, I'm on the fence between a three and a four. Um, I think this could turn into a four club book. I'm gonna go with you on this one though. I'm gonna give you three out of six claws. Okay, it's a nice, solid book. All right, well, that was Monsters Unleashed number one. Monsters Unleashed, they're really unleashed. Monsters Unleashed. I'm friends with the monster. <laughs> in my no, comic it, book or in my notebook. No, your song sounds like the B-52 song. <laughs> <laughs> Tin Roof. Busted. Maybe so. Maybe so. All right. Well, next up, we're going to do an IVX update. Update, update. Uh, I, 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 IVX. No, you had something wicka, better. Wicka, wicka, what? You know, we had the Mortal Kombat. I did the wrong song again. Yeah. <laughs> it was something to the I effect of... I that. Dan, 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 dan. Yeah. No, it was something to the effect of like... You can be an inhuman if you want to. Oh, the I, 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 V, 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 That's X, way X, better. X, X. We can find if you want to. We can beat our friends to crap. <laughs> Because if your friends don't like to fight, well, then wow. they're enemies. That song actually fits this issue <laughs> a whole lot. So we're going to talk about all new X-Men number 17. The next little part or tie-in to Inhumans versus X-Men. This is written by Dennis Hopeless with pencils by Mark Bagley, inked by Andrew Hennessy, colors by Nolan Woodard, and letters by VC's Corey Pettit. Cover is by Bagley, Hennessy, and Woodard. And the cover barely hints at what's in the comic. So in the bottom, we have Iceman and Romeo. Kind of like, oh, what's going on in the middle? And behind them are Inhumans fighting X-Men. We have Medusa, Karnak, Miss Marvel, and Black Bolt on one side. We have Archangel, oddly enough. Colossus, Old Man, Logan, and Magneto on the other side. Um, almost none of these characters are in this book. I was going to say. <laughs> but what do you think of the cover? Just as it is. Eh. Yeah. It's okay. Um, I would have rather seen... I like seen... Bagley's version of Old Man Logan. Yeah. I would have much rather seen a cover that had like Bobby and Romeo standing off. Right. I think that would have been more powerful. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So what happens in this book? What? Wow. What doesn't happen in this book? <laughs> I don't know. Um, what doesn't happen? Santa Claus doesn't besides show Besides predictability. Really? Okay. Yeah, it was totally predictable. All right. Um, so Bobby and Romeo are ending their date. Date number four. Ooh. And basically Bobby's like, oh, that should have been the moment that I kissed him and I didn't kiss him. For the record, he's right. Oh, is he? Yeah, the way the way the date ended, they kind of ended on an awkward but funny note, and a lingering goodbye, and he's like, "Call me," and Iceman's yeah. like, "Yeah, good, <laughs> yeah." yeah, yeah. He, he, should, they should, he should have kissed him. Plus, it was date four. Yeah, it's, it's about time for a good kiss. When did you kiss me? I don't remember. Was it date four? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> It was at your house. I yes. came over, we came over. I came over and we were watching a movie. Yes. You know, the rest, they say, is history. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so Bobby goes into his motel room. Weird. Well, you know, the all-new X-Men are, are road warriors. Yeah. And, and the whole team's in his room. <laughs> yeah, while he's going, oh, I should have kissed him. They're right. like, <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah. there's something we need to talk to you about. So they basically tell Bobby, hey. Well, first they beat around the bush for a while. Yeah, and Bobby's like, just spill it. Yeah, and all new Wolverines, and of course, on this section of the book. Yeah. So they tell Bobby, hey, we got to go fight Atlantis. And he's like, and uh, I'm sorry. Adeline. Sorry. Or Atelin, yeah. however you want to say it. Um, and they're like, we and don't we, have a choice. Yeah, and we have a recap of kind of the, the beginning of IVX where... 
young beast is like, my older version was working on a cure, but he couldn't find one. And now we have two weeks until we all die. Right. And so they basically say we're going to attack. And he's like, uh, what? Yeah. And so he's pretty pissed that they're going to go attack basically their boyfriend's house. Right. And then we have a flashback. Yeah. Flashbacks to the different dates. Yeah. So date number one, what did they do? They were jogging on a mountain. And Bobby's like, this is hard. But I love his conversation. I, I feel like if we, now, not back when I was able to run before my back sucked. Right. But if we went on a running date now, this would be you and me. Like I'd be <laughs> lagging behind. You'd be like charging around, doing your running thing. And I'd be like, I, I hurt. This sucks. <laughs> yeah, but he, I love how he's like, he tries to make excuses for it. I'm used to running on a treadmill right. and watching reruns of Supernatural. You yeah. know, those two hot brothers. <laughs> <laughs> no, he says pretty brothers. Oh, pretty brothers. An important distinction because they are pretty. Yes. He's like, those two Especially pretty Sam brothers. pretty little hair. Yeah. I really want to do Ollie's hair that way if it gets long. I don't know. We'll see if it's that straight. I don't know. Anyway. and, and My hair looked similar to that when it was long. Okay. Back in high school, early college. before I started going bald at the end of college, so. <laughs> <laughs> the razor went to the head. Yeah. You know, the Clippers. Oh, Clippers. I only sorry. razored once, and I was like, eh, I don't care to do all this work. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, I like that little nod. Yeah, no, it was fun. I, that, I, that I was thought you would get a kick out of that, since that's the, your favorite show. The, that was the highlight of the book for me. <laughs> I was like, aw, and they even talked about the car. Uh, yeah. They talked about baby. Yeah, and they hold sweaty hands. Aw, ew. Yep. If we had a running date, no, we wouldn't be holding sweaty hands. I don't know. We try to hug each other after we work out when the other person's not sweaty and one person is. <laughs> it's a game. Yeah, but uh, if you had two sweaty people, then it's not fun. It's yeah. just gross. Yeah. So anyway, we go back to the present and Beast is like, I know it's complicated. And Iceman's like, complicated? He's like, you piss me off. Right. And Beast is like, well, what do you want us to do? And I understand why Bobby's upset. Right. Right? Young love. Young love. But I also understand, you know, Beast's point of view, like, there's not a whole lot of options on the table. And I think that's why Bobby does what he does. Maybe so. And we'll kind of get to that. But they're looking for a solution, but Bobby runs off. But then... He's large and in charge and right in front. This page, this is a great page. I love the way Iceman's eyes are drawn. Yeah. I won't lie, looks a lot like the Silver Surfer, but none, uh, yeah. nonetheless, it still he still looks really good. I like that uh, Wolverine's right behind him. Um, we have Sabretooth on. Uh, 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 I don't remember. I don't remember the yeah. no, uh, Cerebra's shoulder. Yeah. Um, then we get a close up of Bobby's eyes. Behind blue eyes. Um, and the, the all-new X-Men talk about, wow, I, I thought he was mad. I didn't know for sure if he was going to fight. But now he's front and center. I love how they're like, he's an X-Men. He yeah. knows what to do. Right. He knows who to stand up when for. When the chips are down, we knew he would answer the call. Right. Yep. Then we get flashback to... Date number two. And they played... Laser tag. Uh, and Romeo's like, where did you even find this place? I didn't know this was still open. I love how he's like, where did you find a place that would actually take our money? <laughs> right. <laughs> but they play, and they have the classic, like, shoot at each other, but, oh, you shot me. That's Aww, cute. Like, I'm not going to make out with anyone that can't shoot me. Right. And then, oops, you shot me. Yep. And we get an awesome double-page spread. And I got, you know, we, uh... We kind of gave Nolan Woodard an honorable mention when we did our Wolfie Awards. The colors on this spread are amazing. Yeah. It's really, really great. So basically, Iceman is, is running through New Adelaide just as quick as can be. And um, he gets attacked by Inferno. And Inferno calls him Vanilla Ice, which is uh, slightly funny, I guess. Eh. <laughs> but he tr is fire and ice against each other. Then we get another double-page spread of all the X-Men fighting the Inhumans. So I have one issue with this page, which completely ruins it for me. What's that? So Wolverine's claws line up a little too perfectly with... Is that a Nightcrawler? 
What is that? It, the it wizard looks, girl? Yeah. It just looks like her claws have flags on them. Oh. <laughs> Like, That'd be funny, like a Joker Wolverine. Yeah. Instead of shooting a gun that says "bang," she she shoots her claws come out with a little flag that says "snicked." Snicked. Yeah. That'd be awesome. You should draw that. <laughs> um. Yeah. But other than that, another pretty good looking page, I thought. Yeah. Um. Lots of fighting. Uh, Iceman's like, oh man. So he's still on his ice slide, running around, and he finds Sasha. No, I don't know Sasha, but. We get a recap of her from date number three when um, some of the all-new X-Men and the humans went to a water park together. And I guess that's when he knew that Romeo was really into him. Well, Sasha's like, dude, Bobby, you're crushing hard. And so is he. Yeah. (laughs) And so there's some smiles and some laughs, and Sasha tells Bobby where Romeo is. He's in lockdown with the non-combatants. Uh, being kept safe. I don't remember. Do you remember what Romeo's inhuman power is? I didn't even know there was a Romeo. Oh, that's right. You haven't been reading this book so much. Um, <laughs> anyway, another great page with great colors and great art. Um, as Bobby crashes through this, the doors. And um, then we see Romeo in his room. And we hear some boom, boom and crash, crash. And his door starts uh, glowing with ice, and it shatters. It's frozen. And Romeo's like, Bobby, thank God. And we get a nice full-page splash of them embracing and kissing. As I like Bobby's ice, how it's like breaking off of him yeah. while they're embracing. Yeah, it's a nice little page. Um, and Bobby says, I'm not with them. Not really. And Romeo's like, <laughs> Okay, I'm safe. And he goes, I wouldn't do this, but I had to pretend to come get you. And Romeo's like, I know. And then Bobby, he's starting to tear up a little bit, which I thought was pretty interesting. And he asked Romeo, what should I do? And this part, I'm not sure how I feel about it. Um, again, I get it. But at the same time, like I don't know what, his, what he hopes to accomplish, I guess. I think he's putting it out there. I mean, he tells he's- Romeo, it's like, I'll fight for you. I'll switch sides. But if the Inhumans win, the X-Men all die. Right. (laughs) Well, I think that's what he's saying is, I'll fight for you. I'll keep you safe, even if it means I'm going to die. I do like what Romeo does. Romeo's like, you know what? I don't want any part of this. Can we just leave? Yeah. So that's what they do. They do. They slide off on a nice slide, and who knows where they're going. So I have different thoughts on this. I like I like Iceman following his heart, right? Right. And that's good. And I like the idea of them kind of being almost like the pacifist of the story, like kind of the intentional abstainers from the fight. Right. Right? Like that part's interesting and it's kind of a different story beat that we don't normally get necessarily. I mean, this is this whole crossover is like a big fight book, right. right? And so to kind of see some people that are choosing not to fight is interesting. The only thing I kind of struggle with is I just don't, I don't know what Bobby hopes to get out of this or hopes to have happen in two weeks when, if Beast is right, and I mean he's a brilliant scientific mind, so you would think that he is. I don't think that he's thinking. I think, uh, yeah, because yeah, they've yeah. only been on. So the X Men interrupted date number four. They interrupt. It was over. Well, it was over. Yeah. But the point being is, they've only been on four dates. Right. So they've only known each other what a month. Yeah, a few weeks ish. probably. Yeah. So, I think he's in that infatuation stage. Oh, definitely. Where he's not really thinking, other than I want to be with this person and I want to keep them safe, and even if that means something happening to me like he can't he doesn't see the forest through the trees yeah no foresight which no you know being and he's head over heels with someone can do that to you right and how old is he supposed to be in this book like 17 18 yeah i mean old old older teenager so 
you have that on top of it. No right. offense to anyone who listens who's in that age bracket, but sometimes... You usually make decisions more with your hormones than with your brain. Yes. Um, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just kind of where you are at that point in your life. But I'm going to throw this at you. What if we were in that situation? I was an inhuman and you were an X-Men. And you knew, hey, the X-Men are going to go, you know, trample Pleasant Valley Lane. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I so I definitely see Bobby's skepticism because Beast is like, oh, we're not going to kill anybody. We're not really trying to fight. We're just trying to basically remove the chess pieces from the board so we can get rid of the cloud. And even Bobby is like, but... He you know, knows how important this cloud, the cloud is, to, is them. to the Inhumans because of how much he loves Romeo. And so, by the way, I really wish his name wasn't Romeo. And his, is his last name really Montague? I don't think so. They haven't said. Oh, no, they make reference to Montague. Do they really? Yeah. And so oh. I, I, I thought that was a joke. I missed that. I think it's when and they're I'm, playing I'm laser not, tag. I'm not going to reread the whole issue, but I think it's when they play laser tag. Yeah. I bet at. I mean, Bobby's a smart ass. He's probably he's probably cracking the joke. Okay, I hope so. Because yeah. if his last name is really Montague, no, you totally not. lost me. Surely not. Um, but yeah, so I I understand his skepticism. Like, okay, yeah, you say you're not going to hurt anybody, but come on, we're attacking the city. People are going to get hurt. Right. Right. And so I understand kind of his disbelief. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I would do. I mean, I would want to preserve what we have. Right. Right. And I would want to try to find a solution. Um, I think maybe maybe I would do kind of the same thing. Just try to find you and run away from everything. And find your own solution, but where you know that I'm safe. Yeah. I just, it'd be so hard because, I mean, especially Bobby, because I mean, I love Iceman, but he's not like, He's not this genius level of scientist. So no. we're not going to be able to figure this out like mathematically, scientifically. No. Um, the only thing he can do is just try to hide from it or, I don't know, maybe... I, I hope, I really, really hope we get good follow-up to this story. Instead of just dropping and it. And I know when this event, this event's going to end and this book's going to end, and I don't know for sure, like, I don't think it's like all the same creative teams. I don't know if the new writer will give the same priority to this that Hopeless has been giving it. Right. Um, you know, it's Hopeless. He made up this relationship. He, you know, it's his thing, his baby. But I hope that we get good kind of carry out to the, to the story and that we see where it goes. I, and I would love, but see, the thing is, I'm pretty sure that Iceman is still involved with this team in their new book. And so I don't think he just runs away forever. Um, in fact, not. And so big time spoilers, if you want to skip ahead a little bit, go ahead. Um, I'm pretty sure the way this ends based on solicits is that something's going to happen to the cloud. The X-Men are going to stay here and the Inhumans are going to leave Earth. Oh. And we've had an allusion to that. I remember at the end of Civil War Two, or maybe you didn't read that, but Old Man Logan was talking about how there's that situation where the Inhumans were gone. Oh. And so, so there's already been some hints dropped to that. So, I mean, interesting then, does Romeo stay on Earth with Bobby? But I'd really be interested to see how it played out if the X-Men lost. Like, would Bobby, like, find a spaceship and, like, him and Romeo go, you know, travel the stars together, you know, or, I don't know. Team up with Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, there's a lot of possibilities that I don't think we'll ever see, and I think that's unfortunate. Yeah. But, anyway, any other thoughts on this book? No. What did you think of the art? I thought it was decent. I like some of the effects in it, like, when... Bobby and Romeo embrace and the ice is falling off of them. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, I wasn't a fan of the floating heads in the beginning. Oh, like when they're all talking? Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. But But that was, I mean, 
that happens like on one or two pages. So it right. wasn't that big of a distraction. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I've, um, you know, a lot of my kind of pleasure with the art in this book has been based more on nostalgia. But I really, really enjoyed this, the art in this book, just for what it was. Uh, there was a lot of good emotion, a lot of good fight scenes, and Woodard's colors in this book are flipping fantastic. Um, I just thought it was a really good-looking book with the lots. I really enjoyed the focus on Iceman. He's always visually fun. Yeah. So that helps. Um, and just He's cool to draw. So, I mean, that definitely helps the book. Um, what do you think of the story? Predictable. And what do you think was predictable at the ending? Oh, yeah. Oh. You like did- when they were all, and maybe it's because they spent so much time talking about it. But when they were like, wow, Iceman's up front. That's surprising. Well, yeah, that part was predictable. But did you think it was predictable that they would like leave? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Actually, I had two trains of thought that were going through my head right when Bobby starts to, before he meets up with Sasha. 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 I thought he's going to go. And because this guy's name is Romeo, he's going to kill Romeo or he's going to find Romeo dead. Because Romeo can't live without Bobby. And then Bobby would get mad at the X-Men and try to attack the X-Men. Ah, okay. So I had that thought. But then when they embraced, the minute I saw the embracing panel, I was like, they're running off together. Okay. They just told their folks, middle finger and (laughs) see you later. (laughs) All right, fair enough. I uh, enjoyed the story quite a bit anyway. Um... I really enjoyed just kind of the, well, you know, we talked about Supernatural earlier. It kind of had a CW feel to something like the date scenes. Yeah. Kind of felt like a CW show, but I thought it was, you know, one of the good versions of a CW show. Right. I thought the date scenes were fun. Um, I enjoyed I seeing them interact. Realistic. Yeah. It like, felt like two kids in love, and I thought yeah. that was really interesting. I liked the conflict. Um, maybe it was a hair predictable, but... The idea of the expectation of what the team expected of Iceman versus what he wanted to do. Right. Um, I thought it was nice drama. Um, I enjoyed this book quite a bit. So what are you going to grade all new X-Men number 17? I'm going to give it four out of six. Okay. Well, we're the same this episode. Um, I'm also going to give it just a very solid four out of six clause. A lot of fun. Didn't really necessarily knock my socks off, but I would definitely recommend it. Yeah, I do. It was a nice tie-in. It is a nice tie-in. And like you said, I hope that they don't drop this. Right. That it's not like, oh, Bobby left and we haven't heard from him. Right. And then the event's over and, oh, Bobby's back. Yeah. And what happened to Romeo? I don't want to talk about it. Right. Oh, man, if they break up off panel, Mm. I'm going to be so pissed. Yeah. But you know that can happen. It could. It could. But it better not. Yeah. Don't do it, Hopeless, and don't do it right or after Hopeless. Yeah, I I will say my only issue with this book is when Bobby was out in front, which it makes sense. He oh, wants it's such to a go. great panel. So It is I a great panel, it. but okay, so here's my issue with it. That's what hit the predictability button for me uh, because okay. he was out in front. But if you think about it, if you were coming to a tag, wouldn't you want to be up front to make sure you got to me first? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So it made I would, I'd sense. I'd be in a hurry to find you. Yeah, it made sense, but it was predictable. Had Bobby been in the middle and kind of shot off to the side, do a te- like, I got this side. But that's not Bobby, though. No. I can see another character doing that, like being like, okay, I'm going to pretend to fight, but then go find my friend, and I'm going to, you know, so I'll kind of just, like you said, hide in the ranks and then sneak right. off when no one's looking. But that's not... That's not Bobby. And so I think it fits for Bobby to just be like, screw this and do everything. That's qu- I'm going to find Romeo as quick as I can. I don't care really who sees me. Right. Right. I'm not worried about it. I'm just going to go. I'm going to go find him and save him and, you know. Be done with it. Yeah. All else be damned. Um, so, yeah. All right. Well, anyway, I thought it was a good tie in, like I said. And um, I like the relationship. And I. While it may be a little kind of like, oh, we have this event coming up. Let's make an Inhuman and X-Men date. Right. Um, 
it feels like a natural relationship. So even if it was kind of a plot ploy, at least it's very well written. Yes, I just wish the kid's name wasn't Romeo, especially with this whole yeah, we do don't too. like each other. Right. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Not they don't like each other, but like like the two families don't right. like each other. The, the Montagues ex- and the Capulets. Yes. Yeah. Inhumans and X Men. Yes. Yeah, it's a little on the nose. Yeah. His name should be like Frank. Or Todd. Todd. No I don't know. I know too many Todds I'm not a fan of. Oh. How about <laughs> Lloyd? Lloyd's a good name. Yeah. yeah. It should be Lloyd. Lloyd. Yeah. Bobby and Lloyd. Bobby and Lloyd. Yep. I like it. All right. Well, anyway, that's our episode. Um, I, 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 V, 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 X, 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 X. I don't know the rest I, of the song. I, V, X. I don't know. Um, so that's your Inhumans versus X-Men update. Update, um, update, update. Yeah, so next episode. Um, hey, guys, guess what happened the other night? <gasps> what? Was me I and, awake? Me and Andrew finally recorded the Inferno flashback episode, the massive one. Oh, yeah, I wasn't awake. No, you weren't. <laughs> but that'll be coming out soon. Uh, the next, I don't know what the order will be, so it'll e- the next episode will either be that or it'll be wrapping up January. We have uh, Inhumans versus X-Men number three, I think comes out next week already. No, we may talk about that first, but one of those two will be next, and the other one will be after that. Okay. So, all right. Well, Denise, what's your Twitter? Um, D-A-S underscore Venable. Yep. I think that's right. And for the podcast, please like the Facebook page. Twitter is at SnipCast. Email us SnipCast at Yahoo.com. And the website with show notes is SnipCast.Podbean.com. And that's going to do it for this episode. It was not as bu- bu- bonus as I thought. We almost went an hour. <gasps> <laughs> so what I thought, I didn't think we'd have that much to say, but you it turns out we did. You lied to me. He goes, it'll be short. And I thought it, w- I, I should just quit saying that. It never is. No, because it's always the books where I go, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, that's going to do it. So until next time, hugs, hugs and, and snacks. And snacks. Bye-bye. <laughs> and snacked. Mmm, peanut butter. <laughs>